0: everybody to episode 11 of Stadium North. Not 100% sure what uh, was going on in the pre-show there, but hopefully everything uh, is okay now. Um, And we are here. Happy holidays. Hopefully everyone had a a great holiday. Uh, I've got Ninja as we are here. Uh, Guys, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great. Um, So yeah, I've been enjoying the holidays. I have uh, my week off so uh very you know taking time to relax finish some games uh but yeah it's, it's been a very nice uh, weekend too i've been visiting some family so uh, yeah it's been nice
2: awesome how about you as we how are you doing i'm all right uh trying to get over this uh booster side effect situation but otherwise good that gives leaves me leaves me lots of time to play some games as well
0: nice nice so before we get started here I uh, just wanted to let everybody know in the chat we are giving away a copy of one hand clapping uh i personally will uh pay out of my pocket a copy for the game for someone here because this game is so great and i want more people to be aware of it here so please uh if you want a chance to win exclamation mark raffle it doesn't cost you anything and uh you have a, a fun time for sure. So before we get started here and bring on our special guest, we're gonna go ahead and play a trailer here for one hand clapping.
1: Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, here we go. Uh...
0: So let's go ahead and bring on our two special guests here, right from Bad Dream Studios. Hey, Hi. hey, Thomas. Hey, Zach. How are you doing?
3: Great. Happy to be here.
0: Awesome.
4: Hey, guys. Thanks so, for having us.
0: So glad that you are here today. So we're going to get right into our interview here, and uh, you know, if you could just introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about yourselves, and uh, what your roles are at Bad Dream Studios.
3: Yeah, so Zach and I are the co founders of Bad Dream Games, uh, which we started back in 2018. Um, mm-hmm. We started working on this project, though, in 2019. Uh, I was the creative director, and Zach was the lead designer. Um, so or pretty much the only designer, so we could just call him designer. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like lead anyone except for you know. Not for, yeah, throw we'll lead on there. I like. His alter personalities, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, we can tell you a little bit about ourselves. I guess you know, uh, mm-hmm. we both studied at USC uh, in California. That's where we met. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, maybe later on we can get more into like the whole. Uh, story of how the company came about and how this, you know, this project <laughs> really came to be, since it took a lot of trust and faith and you know, uh, iteration to really um, get people on board. Um, but yeah, so that's Bad Dream Games. That's Bad. Dream Thomas and okay. Zach and everyone yeah. else on the team.
0: <laughs> so, so, so that would be the next question. Here is you know, how many uh, people are on your your team at Bad Dream Games? Yeah, so during development, uh, we had about five,
4: we had five people working full time. So we were all, for the most part, well, other than one year in the middle of there, uh, in Mm -hmm. the studio together, um, you know, working in the same place in L.A. Um, And at the same time, we had a a lot of people uh, as contract workers doing, you know, some more on a more part time basis um, Mm -hmm. doing, yeah, a, a bunch of things from art, animation VFX, music, uh, and then we did a lot of the you know design and engineering, you know more in-house as well as the porting to um,
0: all the platforms,
4: including Stadia.
0: Oh wow, that's interesting. So you say that the the studio formed, that you guys formed the studio in twenty eighteen, and then started to work on uh, One Hand Clapping about a year later. Is that true? Yep, is that right? Much. Okay, well, that's 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 good to hear. Um, so. So let's talk about one-hand clapping then. So what what kind of game is it and how did the the idea come about for this game? Like what inspired or influenced you to to make one-hand clapping?
3: Yeah, one-hand clapping um for those of you who don't know is a singing game. So you have to sing into your microphone, you know, physically uh to solve puzzles, um sing with other characters, create songs, um so that's, you know, its main selling point is that it's kind of the first game to really do this in such a uh, playful way as opposed to maybe just getting people to sing specific songs that they already know, like pop songs in Rock Band or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of took that a step further. You know, Rock Band was definitely an inspiration, but we also took inspirations from other games, other puzzle games like Braid and um Um, you know, inside and um, all these really, you know, classic indie games. You know, how can we take this mechanic and, you know, base a game around a core mechanic uh, and really try and explore it to its fullest extent? Um, But yeah, it's, um, you know, there are seven biomes in the game. You know, the Mm -hmm. game is split up into... Lots and lots of different mechanics. So every five to 10 minutes, you'll encounter a new mechanic that gets you to use your voice in a new way um, that kind of has its own sort of narrative to it and um, sort of environment as well. Um, And the, you know, we never really uh, tell the player how to solve any puzzle or um, give them any tutorial. So a lot of it is them figuring out using their voice, you know, how they're going to progress through the game. And um, yeah. The goal, you know, for us is to, you know, get the player to become a better singer, be more comfortable with their <laughs> voice. Um, you know, it requires a lot of experimentation from the player, and you know, hopefully by the end they really get a better control over their their vocal range and understanding how they sound and the noises they can make, and um, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So, so I, I, I guess maybe like a, a follow up question to that is like, did did you both like before? Obviously, you know, you formed uh, the studio and everything. Like, was it your ambition, or did you ever dream of making a game, or did you kind of just like stumble upon this and like, oh hey, you know, let's make a game together, or you know, like, interested to, to find out about that or hear about that?
4: Yeah, well, so like Thomas said, we did uh, we did go to school for. Video games, uh, you know, that mm. was our, that was our major at USC. Um, mm. Neither of us started off uh, our, our college years doing that. Um, you know, we were both interested in computer science and, you know, of course we're, we're game players. Right. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and I had, like in my case, had made some terrible little flash games, you know, throughout <laughs> high school, but um <laughs> No, it wasn't until coming to, coming to LA, um, and sort of getting, getting acquainted with their games program and how, Mm -hmm. um, you know, incredible it is honestly. Uh, and also how new it is. Uh, so it kind of, um, really, really fresh, cool stuff, uh, that kind of combines all this interest in music and programming and art and design. Um, and that really, uh, yeah, we. I mean, for me at least, Thomas uh, don't yeah. speak, me, but really just felt like funneled right into that. Like it was just perfect. And then of mm-hmm. course Thomas and I met each other, uh, worked on a project together, which I'm sure he'll he's about to talk about. And it <laughs> led uh,
1: a, to this. a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I mean, it's kind of. It's always it was like the dream in the back of the head, you know. You, you right. make your own game, and it, you get to form a studio and work with your friends, and you know, make a game you're so passionate about. Um, never really thought that that would be feasible. Um, you know, games as is such a wide variety of um, the games industry is such a wide variety of games you can work mm-hmm. on, and they all have different skills, different kind of people who like to work on those things, um, different interests. You know, if you're going to work on you know, a farming simulator, you're going to be working with different people than if you're working on Call of Duty. And so, um, it's quite an interesting field in that, um, you really have to be passionate about what you're going to be doing. And so when you're thinking about getting a job in the games industry, you know, people will often just, um, you know, take any job because it's such a fun, (laughs) you just want to get in there, right? And learn a lot. Right. Get your foot in the door. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Which is totally great. And, you know, um. You know, hopefully over time people do that. But then, you know, I think a lot of people really, um, you know, do require that level of passion as well and do require, you know, the feeling of working on a small team, working really hard together to get something out the door. And I think that was something I really wanted. Um, And so whether or not, you know, I was to do it myself or uh, to join, you know, another small team, that was something I was always interested in, despite, you know, the, not making as much money maybe or having as much stability (laughs) uh but yeah so you know i had we had this uh our senior capstone was one hand clapping Um, oh okay so we worked on that for a year with a team of students at usc um zach Mm -hmm. was on that team as well as uh first producer and then designer um and you know it was we were always like, okay, it's everyone's sort of idea, maybe in the back of their heads while they're working on that final project that maybe, you know, someone will notice it and you'll be able to get funding for it or something. Um, but that was sort of just like, maybe that could be possible. But when we released and <laughs> we got really good um, feedback on it because uh, we released it for free on itch.io after the end of the year. Um, it was wow. about a 30 minute demo. Um, it mm-hmm. got picked up by a lot of YouTubers and streamers yes. um, mm-hmm. like Markiplier and PewDiePie and Jacksepticeye and all these like uh, big YouTube, you know, gamers at the time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. We were like, wow, that, you know, that's such a once in a lifetime luck that we had. And, you know, right. like, <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> that they noticed it and saw an itch um, mm-hmm. and that, you know they made these really great edits of the game um and so you know that was back in the spring of twenty eighteen uh and so we kind of spent you know the summer kind of like grappling with <laughs> with like what just happened um that's so cool and then you know we <laughs> formed the company and started you know uh working on our pitches and all that, and you know maybe just we're gonna try for this and see what happens and just you know um take advantage of the situation and
0: see what comes out of it. Wow. Now we have, uh, there's a question in the chat here. I know we were going to get to this uh, a a little bit later, but we'll maybe talk a little bit about it now. I'll bring it up on the screen here. And it says a question uh, to both uh, Zach and Thomas here. What's the main difference developing for a cloud platform compared to classical systems? Did you, was was there any differences? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you elaborate on that. Zach, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, I,
4: the the of is the same. Porting um, to another platform is is mostly going to be the same stuff, uh, regardless of the platform. And you know, one hand is made in Unity. Unity makes a lot of that stuff pretty easy, you know, and they've got good tools. They've been keeping up with Stadia uh, updates and and, and all that stuff. Um, um, There were a few differences, though, since it's platform, especially for us, where you've got to send, um, you know, a a bunch of audio data to the cloud server, and then, you know, and then it's got to send back. Um, So there is some, some extra things that we had to do to make that really feel good, you know, to kind of compensate for that lag of sending your voice up to the cloud um, and kind of limiting how much data we're sending so that it could be as, as fast and responsive as possible. There there, there were differences there. Um, you know, some of the algorithms we use to judge pitch <laughs> are a little bit different. Uh, so it's all kind of under the hood, you know, there's not like visible player differences between Stadia and, 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 you know, playing it on PC. Um, but yeah, there, there were definitely some under the hood things. The and, hardest parts though, were kind of handled by Unity. Really so, <laughs> for but, the main part then, you know, for us,
3: it's like, uh, the two main things we notice is that it's another sort of API you have to keep up to date. Uh, and you know, there's new SDKs that you know, like a software that Stadia updates, and then Unity, you need to make sure that that's in sync with that. So um, sometimes there are random bugs that maybe come up that you kind of have to tweak things to make sure that, um, uh, you know, that's solved with this version. Uh, right. And then the other thing maybe is, like, uh, the build process is a little different. So when you're building a game to test it, um, you have to first build the game and then upload it to the cloud, so it's like another step. Um, those are like sort of, you know, they're insignificant <laughs> things, right? But it's kind of um, in comparison to maybe just dealing with other platforms. It's like just kind of one extra thing on your mind that you gotta. You A gotta little step.
0: Yeah. Huh. Um well, that's that's interesting to know. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Uh, all righty. So let's see here. We've already got someone else here in the chat. I love playing this game, although I've had 20 minutes to play so far. It, great, great Sweet. first impressions, right? That's, that's what helps, uh, you know, sell the game there. Uh, we were talking home. a little bit. Yeah. Talking a little Keep bit going. before. To get
4: really good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Before we went live here we're talking about, I was playing it this morning here. And uh, I hadn't played it since early access, and uh, wow, it's it's a fantastic game. It's it's only fifteen dollars US, twenty dollars Canadian, so an easy impulse buy to check it out and, and see what it's all about. And uh, we'll uh, we'll continue on with the interview here, and as we uh, it's got some other questions
2: that as we'd like to ask. Sure. Uh, first off commend you guys on your first game uh, thank you yeah it's our you, first game <laughs> yeah you've made you've made something really unique and i can see like again we mentioned before it, it seems like a a tough sell because it's not rock band it's not inside it's this hybrid you've created a new thing and you created this as students so that's that's incredible you mentioned that you were pitching the games is that kind of where handy mm-hmm. games came in or was that something a little bit different? How did Handy Get Eames get involved with you guys?
3: Yeah, Zach, you want to walk through kind of that year of, of pitching? Oh, and stuff. <laughs> what that <looks> like? Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, very cool. I mean, it was a, that was a very interesting year. Uh, kind of between the time that you know, like Thomas said, we released this student demo version of the game for free. We realized that a lot of people were, you know, playing it and streaming it and downloading it and we you know knew that we had some potential to kind of turn it into something really good that we were really proud of um so that year was a lot of you know while we were working other jobs we were taking the game to um festivals you know and and tournaments like pitch pitch tournaments um Stuff like that, uh, cold emailing a lot of publishers, <laughs> asking for yeah. big sums of money, um, <laughs> and they didn't write back. But we went to um, <laughs> we went to this very cool festival in in Switzerland uh, called Ludicious and Thomas was showing off the game at our little booth, uh, and a couple guys <laughs> from Handy Games came up um, and. Uh, uh yeah i think what thomas you you played a few minutes of the game for them they were like oh dang here's my email address yeah. i mean at um, that
3: point we were pretty you know we had our pitch together right we had a bunch of concept art for the future of the game um we had like a world layout you know every time you pitch to someone they're going to tell you what they need to see and that was really helpful for us because we didn't know what to you know what what we could show to convince people that they should trust us and that we had a good idea <laughs> for this game so um you know, every failure kind of resulted in us going back to the drawing board, you know, thinking harder about, okay, well, what actually is it that we want to make? Um, And so around that point, yeah, we, you know, I was able to just sort of quickly pull up our our pitch deck and stuff and a lot of people walking through it, play the game. And, um, you know, they were looking for games to publish, luckily. Um, And, you know, they're a great company that is really looking for these indie gems to uh, help push the boundaries of what games can be, and um, you know, making these really ethical games that um, aren't really pay-to-win or anything, or um, mm-hmm. aren't super violent or graphic. Um, so, you know, it was nice that there were there was a, a publisher that was in line with what we were trying, you know, trying to publish games that were in line with what we wanted to make as well.
0: A, uh, a perfect fit. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. So there was a question, there was a question here as we, sorry about that. Uh, Do you have to be a good singer to perform well in the game? Perform well. Um, So you don't have to be a good singer to have fun,
3: I guess. Uh, And uh, You know, it definitely helps to like be a good singer, I guess, to be able to hit some notes. Um, But, you know, the game has lots of different ways that it asks you to sing. Um, and so, some of them are much more freeform um, where you're just kind of singing up, like ah, which everyone can <laughs> kind of do, um, or making any noise at all, you know. Um, and so, there are certainly some puzzles that do require you to sing certain notes, but um, <clears throat> the leeway of those, uh, of you know, whether you're actually hitting that note is f- fairly wide for, for some sections. Um, so, you no, know, you don't have to be a good singer. To, to you know, to get through the game, and that's kind of part of our goal is um, that we want it to be accessible. But it is a hard, you know. That's one of the design decisions that was really tricky for us. Um, was how difficult can we make this game so that it's challenging and enjoyable for people who are good singers, but also not too frustrating for people that aren't. Um, so yeah, it's somewhere in between, I think. Um, yeah, hopefully, that's yeah. Cool. And that hopefully teaches you how to sing as you go as well. You know, they start, (laughs) it ramps up. um, And yeah, Zach, is there anything else in
4: this? (laughs) Yeah, no, I just, that last thing you said, it it, it does a big intention is to teach you how to sing um, confidently and, you know, uh, boldly, clearly, and then to, uh, you know, hold pitches um, hold your notes, you know, not be stuttering and, and, and nervous. That's sort of the thing that makes the game most difficult. You don't have to have a beautiful, you know, operatic voice. But if you're kind of singing proudly, um, even if you sound terrible, you're going to, yeah, you're going to do great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, um, you know, it's a very relaxed game environment. And so um, you can kind of take your time with all of the puzzles. There aren't that many timing-based sections um and
1: uh what else was i gonna say i don't remember (laughs) well (laughs) watching a pewdiepie's video i did watch it and i can tell that even if you're a bad singer you can progress through the story right like he was doing pretty poorly but he was still advancing so at least uh, that proves it Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) that's very true he sounds awful
2: (laughs) 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 Uh, so just with the, you know, we talked about iteration on you guys, you know, pitching and failures and all that. Is that also why you guys went with early access to iterate more on it? Um, mm. Any, the is that the kind of like feedback you got when you were doing the early access?
3: Yeah, I think early access was very important for us. Yeah. Um... The game as a whole has been super iterative. So even before that senior project I was talking about, um, there was another iteration slightly earlier on, in 2016, um, that I worked on with a couple of people. Um, and even within, you know, the development of a single iteration of the game, you know, you're always iterating on mechanics constantly. Our game's very modular in that it's. Broken up into different mechanical sections. And so we kind of have to perfect each of those and test each of those individually. And we can pretty quickly um, adjust the layouts of them. Um, so, you know, before we kind of finalize them with art and all that. Um, so we kind of had the whole layout of the game just very roughly done, even before we started finalizing certain sections with art. And even then, you know, the art was sort of rudimentary as we started to. Polish it so that we could still have some more time to tweak it as well. Um, And early early access was really important for that as well. You know, when we released on Stadia, it was quite early on in development. It was about a year in, I think. Um, Mm. And it was first just like a little chunk of one biome. And then we kind of, I think, rounded out that biome and then went back and added in the first biome because you're never supposed to like finalize the start of the game first. uh so uh, but you know was you know we were actively developing the game while we were in especially in early access on Stadia when we went into early access on Steam we were much further along um but um for Stadia yeah and people you know obviously we we're new to Stadia as well and so there are some issues with the microphone you know input lag that Zach mentioned earlier that we had to address and people sort of helped us realize um Most of all, you know, it was just, you know, people seemed to like it, and that was really nice to hear as well, and kind of kept us going.
0: So, was there is there a particular reason, or how did it come about that you that you that Stadia was chosen as an early access platform, Mm -hmm. other than let's say Xbox or or something like that?
3: I think we were the first early access game on Stadia ever. Yep, you were. Uh, <laughs> so that, you know, that whole system I think was also pretty new. You know, um But yeah, I think they wanted I think, you know, they were looking for games to do early access with. They liked mm-hmm. the R game kind of already had a little bit of a following um from our initial mm-hmm. demo um and you know, we were excited to be on such a fresh platform as well, to be the first to do it. You know, that was mm-hmm. also exciting. Um, we knew we, at that point that we, we wanted to do every other platform as well. Um, right. But, yeah, I think Stadia was the right fit. You know, I had sort of this, this uh, the hope of, you know, being integrated with YouTube as well. And since mm-hmm. we anticipated a lot of streamers would be playing the game, um, if they're playing through Stadia, it might be, you know, easy for them to, you know, while they're watching, hop into mm-hmm. the game themselves. Um,
0: so, yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, there's another question here in the chat. I know you kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, someone was asking, how many developers worked on moving the game to Stadia, and how many hours <laughs> did you spend on doing it? You know, just, <laughs> I guess just rough, rough estimates. You know, was it a lengthy process for you to get it onto Stadia, or you know, maybe elaborate a little bit on that. <laughs> if you cool, can. That's a hard question to
4: answer. Um, it, there were, yeah, several people working on it uh, sort of intermittently. Like Thomas just said, you know, we were doing a bunch of platforms at the same time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that work overlapped. Um there was a lot of uh, the other thing he mentioned was that you know uploading builds to the cloud takes a pretty long time so iteration takes a long time so there's was for for a period of time always one computer in the office actively uploading uh, a build to stadia and we like, work on something else and then you know it's done okay you know i've got a bunch of spreadsheets that are like different versions of builds and like these tiny little tweaks that I made and like, Oh, did that fix it? Nope. All right. Next one. (laughs) So So um, how
0: how do you go about testing? Like, so you mentioned there about, you know, if, if there's a bug and you'd upload another iteration of it, how do you go about testing that to see if it, if it, fixed like through stadia like do you play is there a special like developers platform that you connect to on stadia to to play on that or do you throw it on the chromecast on tv like how do you test that
4: yeah there's um they've got like you know the the, their kind of test servers so in addition to their army of you know consumer servers yeah there's like developer servers that they have too which uh come with some some built-in tools you know that you can use like through your browser Uh, so they'll tell you like oh no you know your frame rate uh you know dropped to like four fps there's probably something wrong Um, okay that's that's pretty awesome yeah yeah yeah
0: they're pretty supportive That was good. It took a yeah. while though so... um, to get get oh, Stadia. T- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it takes a
3: while to get on any platform. So um, and since you know we started so early on in the process, you know, we're constantly updating the game for Stadia, you know, in like the second half of development. So we spent a lot mm-hmm. of time sort of working with Stadia through their various updates. Um you know remember what version we started on, Zach?
4: Oh, the Stadia version? Yeah. Yeah, I well, I also don't know if the uh developer version is the same as the player (laughs) version, but it you know, we went from like version 1.2 to oh, yeah, something like that. So, wow, Uh, well, yeah, it was like a year and a half worth of of updates, right?
0: Jeez, wow, so there was another. Another question here: um, Are there any plans for ongoing content, like DLCs, or maybe even a second installment? Um,
3: No plans yet. Yeah, no plans yet. We just finished. um,
4: (laughs) They need a break. You (laughs) know, we're we're happy for now. (laughs) And
3: then, you know, um, I think you know, it's it's because it's such a new concept. You know, you think about. You know, why hasn't this game been made before? <laughs> you know, just like uh, such a cool way of interacting with your computer. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we think there's still, you know, unexplored ideas and stuff. So we'll see. Oh,
0: that's good. It's good yeah. possibility. Yeah. It's on our minds. All
2: right. It's <laughs> good. All right. As we, I'll let you uh, continue uh, on there. Sorry. Well, that the last question. They kind of covered. They kind of covered how, some of the changes that they made from early access to vinyl. So we could probably move mm-hmm. on to uh, sure. Ninja's questions.
1: Um. Well, s- since we, the already answered that. I, I actually got a question uh, outside of, of the questions that we had, just because of what you guys talked about. So uh, you you mentioned that you were in the development, like almost from the beginning to 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 now, but what i'm wondering is uh what kind of significant change you've seen in the development side of stadia mm-hmm. have you noticed that like up, up, like uh, updating the packages to stadia uh, like are they faster okay. for example or like what what kind of changes has happened since then
0: mm-hmm.
1: because because they've been talking about like improving on the developer side uh you know to ease them mm-hmm. with that yeah
4: well, there is definitely some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, like that's that's both on the part of Stadia and Unity, who clearly are working very closely with Stadia. So there's a lot of stuff that does, you know, rough edges that get ironed out. Um, like you know, you only are uploading now the the files that have changed instead of replacing mm-hmm. the entire project. You know, sort of right. under the hood stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure, Thomas. Do you have a? Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes with
3: um, Stadia. Uh, sorry, Unity support as well for Stadia. Um, Stadia, is, you know, has its thing and all that, and um, and then there's a whole other side of it which is you know Unity making sure that they're up to date with um, you know the integration, um, and so uh, you know that's gone a lot better too. You know, it's a lot easier to sort of you know. St- You know, download the resources you need to get it to work on Stadia, Um, kind of getting that all in one place. Um, You know, the changes are pretty slow over time, so it's like you don't really notice them as much. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like something drops and all the UI is different. Mm -hmm. Generally, things have stayed the same, um, but... I bet if I looked back now, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I noticed that this is actually a lot different now. But it's kind of like growing taller as you get older, right? You don't really notice it's
4: happening So <laughs> until... <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's, that's, that's awesome, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mostly, like, stuff that probably happened in the background where, like, we don't mm-hmm. notice, right, and, and things like that. Um, all right, so that, yeah, now we have a, a question. and. Uh, all of us Stadia people there are watching you on this question, but we got we got a question uh, concerning Stadia <laughs> here. So, uh, how did you find developing uh, one hand clapping on Stadia? I, I guess that was already answered, but what are your overall opinion on Stadia in general? What what, uh, what are your you know reaction when you first uh, saw Stadia? And uh, you know, are are you using it right now? Are you playing other games on it and, and things like that? You know.
4: Yeah, so I can say I used Stadia for a long time. Um, I, you know, had a pro subscription and everything, uh, and it worked really well for me. It, you know, especially I at the time was living in this really really tiny apartment, um, tiny enough that it would be like hard to fit a PC in there, uh, <laughs> <Wow>. uh, <laughs> oh my God. having to like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I would you know, have to fold up my Murphy bed and like slide out the PV. Uh, no, but still, you know, Chromecast uh and have all that without any hardware. Like genuinely I, I love doing that. I didn't have any problems with it. And I was able to play like you know, Doom and Hitman and Sekiro and like all these cool games that I would just not have been able to do otherwise. Oh, and I played one hand yeah, clapping, I guess.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that game. right.
4: Yeah. Um
3: but yeah, I mean it was super cool the first time we kind of saw it up there. Uh, and like it was just cool to like work with such a new um you know, way of developing. Um you know, I think their cloud gaming is gonna only get more and more popular with other platforms as well or um and so that was definitely like a really good experience. It was also like um, the first port we did, and so it kind of prepared us for all future ports as well, which we're grateful for. You know, <laughs> kind of early on lit the fire under us to be like, okay, we've got to make this like a releasable product. <laughs>
1: and, yeah, uh, yeah. And you're seeing all of those other games on Studio, and you're like, you're probably like, if they can do it, then you guys can do it right. too, right? In a way, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And everyone was really helpful, you know, on the Unity forums. Um, that was really great, um, people running into similar issues and just trying to help each other get it get it across the finish line and all that. Um, their certification process, you know, is pretty straightforward. Um, yeah.
0: That's true. I yeah, guess that was going to be a question I was going to ask too. The certification process is that mm-hmm. you didn't have – were there any like – uh, issues that you encountered, like you had to go back, like maybe say you sent it for certification and it comes back in there's, you know, well, they say this, this, and this, or, mm-hmm. you know, was there anything like odd that you came across or just, you know, pretty straightforward uh, if there were any fixes that needed to be done?
3: I think it was pretty straightforward. Um, you know, with certification on any platform, there are always going to be little things you miss uh, if there are a lot mm-hmm. of requirements. Um, Lots of things to test. You know, there might be some things that maybe fixed earlier, and then they kind of come back up again, or um, you know, so you don't bother testing them again because you think they're already good. But then something changes, and you know, uh, right. it breaks again. So you have to, you know, resubmit <laughs> or something. Um, but generally, you know, they've you know, pretty straightforward like requirements and what they what they're looking for. Um, so yeah, no like major surprises other than like yeah. these things that kind of pop up.
1: They're not like um, stricter or, or anything um uh, compared to other uh, other platforms, would, would well, you say? It's,
3: it's like um it's on PC, right? So um PC, like those kinds of platforms are generally pretty easier. Like, you know, Steam, whatever it doesn't have a certification process because um, right. you can do whatever. Um Uh, so yeah, it's not like, you know, they have their own, well, they do have their own controller, um, this, you know, pro controller. Um, but I I don't remember, I mean, I guess like Chromecast maybe was a little funky, like making sure it worked with Chromecast, um, and Hmm. like, yeah, stuff like that.
1: That's good. All right. So, so yeah, other than that, I, I know that um, Zach already mentioned some of his, of his favorite games, so you seem like a pretty hardcore guy playing Doom and Sekiro and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, Thomas? What kind of games do you play?
3: Um, yeah, I think, you know, before working on One Hand Clapping, I was playing a lot of puzzle games and just, like, platformers and puzzles games. Um, you know, I kind of got into games, like, uh, a little bit late in life um, you know, I was I was playing you know Pokemon on the Game Boy Color and like um, Age of Empires a lot growing up. So it was kind nice. of like a vintage game uh, yeah. for some reason while I was young because I had an older brother. Um, but I never had like a a game console in growing up at all. So um, huh? um, it wasn't until like high school where I, you know where all these indie games were coming out and I was like, wow, this is actually you know I. You know, I kind of liked that they, you know, felt less commercial and like maybe right. more uh provoked more thought or something or it's kind of more mm-hmm. interesting concepts behind them. Um so that's sort of more when I started like playing limbo and amnesia and that kind of nice. when all those things yeah, come awesome. out, right? Um, awesome. and yeah, so yeah, a lot of like inspiration from from stuff like seeing Thomas was alone, for example, and being like, "Wow, I feel yeah, like maybe yeah. I could make this actually." <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome! Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's it's awesome. kind of
3: inspirational.
0: There was a, a question in the chat here. I'm not sure if anything um, they're saying. What type of statistics are, do you get back from Stadia? Like after, so you've you know the game is now out, it's final release and everything. Mm. Are there any type of stats? Like, do they send you? or do you request like maybe sales usage hours played things like that like i guess just a, it's a general question here i don't, I don't think know if there's anything any specific
3: um our publisher might i'm not sure mm-hmm. um okay Right, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. That, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That that would make sense, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> Get that question oh. out of here <laughs> 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 Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. But, oh, okay. So here, here's another question here. Uh Andy in the chat. Uh, speaking about controller, was it hard making sure the game is compatible with controller? Like was there any so difficulty? It was really was, hard, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No yeah. Really?
3: Oh, we were using, uh, and Zach can speak a lot more on this, but we were using the new input system from Unity, um, which is pretty fresh. Like, I think it had just come out when we started using it. Um, yeah, go ahead, Zach. Zach did a lot of this work.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I did a lot of this work, and I did it very awkwardly. Uh, sadly <laughs> the first time. Um, yeah, it, it, it was hard. It's, um, you know, getting controller support on... PC is difficult because you need to accommodate all these different types of controllers, you know. So, like, if you're using a Xbox controller, you want it to you want the South button to say A instead of Cross, right? Um, uh, so Stadia didn't add m- much complexity to that, you know. It threw another type of controller into the mix, so it wasn't really Stadia specific things making it hard. But it was just, uh, yeah, it was really just down to sort of a bit of inexperience uh, making these, making it compatible with all these types of, you know, use your keyboard, use your controller, use any type of controller. Um, And then on mobile, use touch controls uh, or a controller, you know, is just a lot of potential uh, permutations, you know, of device and controller. and yeah, on, so that that is what made it difficult, uh, and it, it took a pretty long time to figure out, but we got there. <laughs> and then some, some
3: platforms, you know, are really, um, you know, strict about disconnecting a controller, reconnecting it, having your controller be synced to an account. So, like, um, you know, you press a controller, oh. and then you have to use that controller on an account, and then, you know, on Xbox, like, the microphone is connected to the controller and also connected to an account, so... It's like, um, oh, wow. it's hard to detect, like, text, like micro, multiple microphones, uh, and you know they have strict sort of like yeah requirements on like how to handle um, using multiple controllers or when when you disconnect a controller what should happen. So um, yeah, lots of portings kind of like people say it's death by a, a thousand paper cuts. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty true, just because you know, there, there are lots of edge cases that you don't really care about, but no. Um, Are important Um, and controllers definitely is one of them that has has the most paper guts.
0: Wow, interesting. (laughs) That was an awesome question. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate him asking that. That was great. So I don't know anybody else in the chat there if you have a question to ask. Yeah, and I still have a uh, one last question here.
2: Meanwhile,
1: yep. Um, So I just want to say like uh, so I didn't even know when that you guys only started like fully. Uh, developing one hand clapping in 2019 and that's pretty impressive just like considering that from 2019 to stadia like just the amount of time it took you how fast it was that it's just pretty incredible even if it's early access it's not something that you see a lot Um, but now like uh you know let's let's talk about your company bad dream games um, so is there anything you, that you guys would like to say, um, about, about the company, you know, like how, like, where did the name come from and, um, to, to the people watching right now, you know, do you, do you want to tell us, uh, you know, what, what kind of future projects you guys have or, you know, anything like that?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we work quick, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work hard. Definitely. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, badgering games, the name Came from this inside joke kind of while we were students. Um, There's this one artist on our team who, you know, helped really define the art style of the game. Um, kind of like this charming but kind of horrific, you know, in a way, kind of like a little like spooky, you know, especially in the Silent City, um, which is the first biome. Um, uh, she would, you know, joke that her ideas or like, you know, whether it was music she made or um, you know, the thought she had came from her bad dreams. And so we just thought that was cool. Um, also mm. kind of like a, a, a badass name. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, it's a good cow. name. Yeah. It is, it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Especially
3: since, you know, we made such a cute game <laughs> for <after> the first <laughs> time. It like doesn't really fit. Uh, but um, yeah, so the future, you know, the whole, I think we are still pretty, you know, Set on the idea of, you know, pushing the boundaries of, of what how games can promote creativity from the player. Um, uh, how we can get them to feel more, um, you know, expressive in how they play games as opposed to sort of just mm-hmm. leading through a series of, of obstacles. You know, we really want to help the player feel like they're growing as a person as well while they're playing um, outside of the game. You know growing outside of the game while they're while they're playing the game inside whether that's emotionally or um, you know with a skill like singing um, so yeah that's kind of you know a tricky a tricky thing to sort of be like okay what has no one ever done before and you know how can they <laughs> how can we make the player feel like they're they're furthering as a human while playing games um, that's yeah. sort of our main mission statement, I think, which um, limits us in some capacity, but is also, you know, it's good to have those limitations as well, um, and you know, work with team, work with team members that are also into that kind of um, way of way of of making um, of creating um, means that you're gonna have really nice people on your team generally, which I think is something we found with this game. You know, everyone was really sweet and empathetic and um, was really just excited to to make something so unique.
0: So yes, a, I, a question... Sorry. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. I was going to say, um, you know, a question that come up, like, obviously uh, with COVID this last, you know, year and a half, almost two years, has that affected any way that you guys, you know, were developing the game as before... Like, did you did you come across any any stumbling blocks or things that made it di- more difficult that you couldn't necessarily always be you know together in the same room? Yeah,
4: it it, it definitely did make it a little bit tougher to be apart. Um, you know, it, it it really helps when I can like finish uh, coding some mechanic and then just like spin around in my chair and be like, "Dude, oh, Thomas, check this out." <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, there, there are definitely practical, uh, things that make it harder. Um, it's a little tougher to, you know, feel cohesive as, as a team also to really feel connected with everyone that we're working with. Um, but you know, we, we, we did some things to kind of get around that, you know, we, we had like our daily stand up meetings and always were sort of clued into what each other were working on. Um, and kept in in close touch uh so you know it, it wasn't terribly it wasn't terribly strenuous to get around those challenges for us far you know far less for sure than you know other industries um so yeah we're lucky in that sense so it it, it made it tough but it was um definitely manageable
0: mm-hmm. oh, that's great to hear yeah wow, that's good uh let's see so i think we are end up uh, wrapping up here. Is there anything else that uh, you would like people watching in the chat or listening to know uh, about you or about Bad Dream Games?
3: Yeah, I mean, keep an eye on us. You know, we're the future. Just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't
2: think that's completely untrue there's you've already right, made yeah. something that doesn't really like i can't think of there might be somebody who ends up playing this game it's like well i had a similar idea there's something floating on steam but you guys have this mm. game and it came out mm. it's out there people are going to play it um and you're just uh going back to what you said thomas about your sort of thought process on games is very much the definition of what Indie is, um, I'm thinking when I was listening to some of the games you were playing, all I could think of was a Jonathan Blow's sort of style of thinking when it comes yeah. to different games and puzzle games. So I, I think that's really, really impressive. Um, so I am 100% going to be looking out for whatever you guys do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And I will likely yeah. be picking up now because it is that kind of mentality that makes me want to continue to game like the AAA games mm-hmm. are great. Uh, but when there's something truly different out there, that's really yeah. impressive to see. So uh, again, also congratulations on release.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it was really tough, you know, making making a game. <laughs> uh, we did. So it. <laughs> we did it, and we we're proud of it, and we learned a lot. So you know, I think we'll, the next ones will only get better from here. And. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is so great to hear. Alrighty, well, uh, we don't want to keep you, uh, you know, much long here. We know it's uh, respect your time and the holiday season here. Um, so we're going to go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll let, uh, both Thomas and, and Zach go get back to their families and, and get some much needed, uh, rest and relaxation. Uh, we really do appreciate you taking the time out of your, your busy schedule here and over the holidays to talk to us here. And again, congratulations on the game. Uh, so fun, uh, We're going to be giving a copy away here just in a a couple of minutes. But thank you again, Thomas and Zach. We really do appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thank you both. Thank you so much. Thank you, (laughs) guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks.
0: All right. Take care. Have a good one. Bye, guys. guys. (laughs) Wow. Such such awesome people. Like really, really nice guys here. And, uh, yeah especially taking the time out over the holidays here to talk to us. Uh, that's fantastic. And uh, I highly, highly recommend you guys checking out One Hand Clapping. Um, we're going to go ahead here. If you haven't already, um, enter to win a copy of One Hand Clapping! exclamation mark Raffle and that way you'll throw your name in the hat here. And while we're waiting a few minutes before we uh, choose a winner here, just want to give a shout out to uh, the Stadia Bash community, celebrating one year, congratulations. Such a fantastic uh, community there. Uh, Anthony and uh, you know, just so, so many great content creators in the Stadia community that you can find there and all of uh, their hard work that they put out there just to help promote people in the Stadia community. So that's really, really great to hear and see. Again, congratulations. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. One year, Stadia Bash community. And I'm taking a look here uh, in the the giveaway. We've got, uh, I'm going to go ahead. This will give you a chance here to enter into the raffle if you haven't already exclamation mark raffle i'm going to read these uh, list of people and uh, then we will choose a winner and you'll have 30 seconds to claim 30 to 60 seconds we'll give you a minute to claim your prize you'll just have to speak up in the chat here to claim your prize we've got in lead robert lord vivek and now your mama knows zarena blizz paulo T 22 David Robinson, uh, let me make sure I pronounce this right. Le, Le, Le Joyce, Nagy, PyConFusion, Fusion, Lo-Fi Monk, Andy, and Dave D. So, if you did not hear your name called and you would like to enter into the raffle to win a copy of One Hand Clapping, which I will be streaming later this week. Um, I've had the game since early access and uh, played a little bit. Didn't really stream it, but I started picking it up again this morning here, and I'll be streaming later this week. So definitely, you're going to want to check that out. And again, if you don't win today, you can always pick it up the Stadia Store fourteen ninety nine US nineteen ninety nine Canadian. Fantastic, fantastic price. And you know, we just got finished talking with. Uh, both Thomas and Zach here, co-founders of Bad Dream Games. And you can really tell all the hard work, the passion, and love that they put into this game uh, and spent years making it. So show some love and support. And you never know you know what, what will come next uh, from their studio there. So I'm going to go ahead here, and we're going to close the giveaway. All righty. So there we go. The entries have stopped. Good luck, everybody. And our our winner is Serena. Oh, wow. Congratulations. You've won a copy of uh, One Hand Clapping. You just need to uh, speak up into the chat here to clean your prize. Yep, Yep, she was was. here. Uh, There you go. I see it. Oh, wow. yes congratulations uh you know how to to reach me here again thank you so much everybody for coming out here today uh if you enjoyed today's show hit that like button leave a comment let us know along with thomas and zach what you thought about today's show one hand clapping and uh yeah i hope everybody has a a great holiday
1: here I also want to say, guys, uh, if you want us to interview any developers that you're interested in on Stadia, just let us know. And you know, if you have any contacts or anything, we're always happy to to uh, you know bring them in. We we love doing interviews, so uh, yeah, feel free to
0: give us suggestions too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As Ninja said, there, if there's anybody you'd like us to see, we'll we'll reach out and uh, to them and, and see what we can arrange here. Also, if you'd like to be on the show uh you know we could interview you people in the community or you'd like to hop on and uh guest co-host with us just reach out to any one of us there and uh we're always looking to spread the love for the stadia community so i think with that uh i don't know i think i think that's for today's show uh we won't yeah, we, we we were originally going to plan to have a show this Thursday, another stadium, Connect North, but with the holidays and everything, um, we're just going to – this will be uh this week's show here today. Um, I'll be uh New Year's Eve with Clive Friday at 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern, the uh, Stadia Community Awards. We'll see. Maybe one-hand clapping. Did it win uh, – one of the uh, awards here from the community this year, I guess we'll find out. We'll be co-hosting with Clive, so make sure you uh, you know keep a close eye on Clive's uh, Twitter, my Twitter as well. We'll advertise that, get the link out, and it's going to be a, a fantastic, fantastic time. And uh, again, thanks so much, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and the week. And uh, happy New Year's.
1: Have a good one, guys.
0: Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye.